Well, good evening, Summit fam. Welcome to our Christmas Eve service. I know you've enjoyed it up until this point, and I've been praying for this message for a long time as we've been talking in this Advent series about the hope that is found in Christ, that Jesus brings with him for the peace that is found in Christ and for the joy that is found in worshiping him and how that joy and, and, and worship go hand in hand. And tonight we're going to be talking about Jesus coming and Jesus' birth. And then last Sunday we talked about the love of Jesus, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And oh man, what a great uh, time. And I love what Dan, Dan Garrish said back the first Sunday of Advent, that if there was ever a year that we needed Advent, this was it. And I've been thinking and reflecting a lot lately about how it was just a year ago. It was just a year ago that we met at Gorham Middle School, had like 284 people or so, and uh, it was just an, a phenomenal night, a phenomenal night that I'll never forget. And uh, what a difference a year makes. And uh, it's still a blessing that we, able, that we get to be able to do this, even though traditions look different this year. Uh, there are many of you that I'm used to seeing on Christmas Eve, and um, I don't get to see you this year in the same way. And, uh, and, and while that's sad, I do pray that we experience the same Savior and the same Jesus that we would have experienced if we were in a room full of people together. And so, one thing that I'm reminded of as we get started is that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe that in, this, in saying that, we can also say that Jesus is the same whether we were at the Scarborough campus, the middle school, in a living room, in someone else's living room, in another state, that He is with us and that He has a message for us. And I believe, as I've been studying for this message tonight, um, I believe that we can look at the shepherds and identify with them in a way maybe that we've never been able to identify with them before. And I'm excited to share that with you. I'm going to pray and then we're going to dive into Luke chapter 2. But I just wanted to say Merry Christmas. It's great to be with you. Um, and uh, I'm excited to share this message with you. So let's pray and let's dive into Luke chapter 2. Father, we give you tonight. We thank you that we get to celebrate the birth of your son Jesus, whom you sent that we might be saved and that we might have life. And so, God, I pray that as we um, look in your word, God, that you'd speak to us wherever we are. God, wherever we are, whether we're on a couch, whether we're in a car, whether we're um, at a table, uh, wherever we are, God, that you'd speak to us. So much has happened this year. There's reason to celebrate, there's reason to grieve, there's reason to praise. There is reason to sit still. There is reason for a lot of responses to the things that have happened this year. And God, I pray that as hard as it may be, we would see you in all of them. God, that we would see your hand in all things. The things that went great, that felt great, the things that didn't feel so great, didn't go so great. I pray we'd see you in all of them tonight and that we would experience hope and joy and peace 
and love. God, from you as we worship you tonight, as we turn our attention to your word, but also from the people that we're able to be around in this time, our families, close friends. Um, God, I just pray that your blessing be on each family that's watching. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So look at Luke chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 8, go through verse 20 together. It says there, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace among those with whom he is well pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying. They made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. See, the reason that I, I think we can identify with these shepherds, the shepherds were out in a field, right? The shepherds were isolated. They were separated from the rest of culture, right? How many of you have, have felt isolated this year at one point or another? How many of you felt, have felt awkward in a crowd or, or, or touchy at, at one point or another this year, right? We've, we've uh, um, um, kind of been taking out, taken out of our comfort zones when it comes to socializing and interacting with people, right? The grocery store, you know, you, you, we've, we started dancing with people in the grocery store because, you know, different lines go certain ways and all of that, right? But these shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks, they were isolated. They were separated from the rest of culture. They were outcast, right? Not because of a pandemic, but because of their profession. They were outcast, right? And here's the thing, though, that wherever you're sitting tonight, I praise God. I praise God that he reaches to the ends of the earth for people. The isolated, the outcast, those separated. I praise God I praise God that you don't have to be in a church building to experience Him. I praise God that, that He's bigger than a church building. I praise God that He's bigger than a pandemic. I praise God that this message, this same message that, I've, that, I've, that we've preached and that we've heard year after year after year is still as relevant and transformative as it ever has been and maybe even more so for some of us tonight. The shepherds saw the glory of God out in this field. You think about that? Can you imagine what it was like to be these shepherds? 
They were tending to their flock, keeping their flock by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. They were filled with fear. Why were they filled with fear? The, The brightness, the magnificence of the sight that they were seeing before them. But the angel appeared to these men, these shepherds, with the message of good news. But before we get to the good news, who were these shepherds? They were nobodies. Dirty, scroungy, cold, smelly, unbathed, unimportant, unnoticed people. In their culture, they were at the very bottom of the food chain, economically and socially. The religious people would have looked down on them because they couldn't keep the Sabbath. They couldn't rest. They couldn't keep the Sabbath. I mean, sheep get lost on the Sabbath. Sheep have to be taken care of on the Sabbath. They couldn't stay ceremonially clean. Sheep were dirty. And sometimes even diseased. And so they, they, they didn't have a shot at fitting in with the religious folk. I'll never forget one of the first Sundays I was ever a, a, an associate pastor down in North Carolina. And, and a lady came to church on a Sunday morning and she was a mess. She was a mess. And, uh, and she came up to me after the service and we were kind of getting to know each other. One of her, uh, her son was in my youth group down there. And she looked at me, and, and she was introducing herself. She looked at me, she said, you know why I come to this church? And I was like, I have no idea. Why do you come to this church? She said, I come to this church because I have horses, and I have to clean stalls every single morning, even on Sunday mornings. And you know what cleaning stalls means, right? I'm not going to go there, but, but if you need, you know, talk to somebody, okay? If you need some clarification on what that looks like, okay? But she said, I come, you know, I, at, at the end of cleaning stalls out, I'm dirty, I'm filthy, I'm messy, but I don't have time to get cleaned up before any of the church services in the area. And this church lets me come to church smelling like a horse, that's what she said. She said, I love coming to this church because I can be who I am. I can smell the way that I smell and I can worship. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. The, the shepherds, right, they didn't fit in with the religious people. Why? Because they smelled. Because they couldn't keep the Sabbath. Because of all of these different reasons. They were dirty. They couldn't stay ceremonially clean. All of those different things that we talked about. Shepherds were in the hills and the fields for months at a time. That was another reason they didn't fit in. They weren't regular. They weren't, they weren't able to keep a regular schedule. They would have been in the uh, hill, hills and fields for months at a time, far away from the rest of the community. It was difficult. It was a tough, dirty, lonely job that most people wouldn't want to do, and few people even noticed. Maybe you work, like, maybe you work a job like that that's just tough, dirty, not many people understand, and most people wouldn't want to do it, and few people even notice it. But these servant, these, these shepherds were servants that were invisible to the nobles. Nobody saw them. They were nothing. They were nobodies. But guess what? God saw them. God saw them. His angel came to them on a dark, cold hillside far away from the luxuries of the Jerusalem palace. And the angel told him two things. Two things. And the, one, the first thing he told him was, fear not. So let's jump back into our story. The angel says, fear not, right? Fear not. Why would they have been fearful? 
Well, it's not too often that, that something, I, I imagine, it's not too often that something exciting out of the ordinary happens, right, in these fields when you're being a shepherd, when you're tending to these sheep. And here this angel comes, and, is, and it even says a multitude of the heavenly hosts. Was that the first Christmas choir? I don't know. Can't be confirmed. Could be, right? Multitude of heavenly hosts. I picture, you know, I picture that huge, you know, uh, a, a multitude of the heavenly host coming and appearing to these shepherds. And the first thing that the angel said to them is, fear not, fear not. Because I'm sure that when these shepherds isolated, dirty, you know, outcast people, I'm sure that when they came, when, when they came across somebody that just happened to wander out into the field for whatever reason, I'm sure it wasn't necessarily always a pleasant uh, uh, encounter. Right? Because they weren't used to being around people. They were used to being around each other and sheep a lot. Right? And, 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 and who knows what they would have come across uh, from people traveling and different things like that. A lot of people probably tried to avoid them. And yet here this shepherd comes to greet them, comes to speak to them, comes to meet with them, comes to encounter them. And so it's fitting that the first words are fear not. It's fitting that the, the first thing that the angel said to these shepherds is fear not, fear not. The second thing that he says to them is this, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Now, I don't know about you Summit fam, but I could use some great news, right? Couldn't you use some good news? Man, man, almost every time I talk, almost every time I talk to somebody about the news, it's like, oh, I just can't handle the news, right? I don't even watch the news. It's too depressing. I don't even, you know, I can't even, I can't even watch the news, right? We, we almost avoid news, right? We almost avoid the news outlets and all of that. And a lot of times when we tune into the news, we're tuning in for the weather to see what the snowfall total is going to be or to see if we, it's shorts weather or long sleeve weather or different things like that, right? That's a lot of the reason we tune into the news. And then once the weather's done, right, we, we, we flip to something else, right? We could all use good news, in fact, if I could speak for most of us, if not all of us, we don't complain when we get to hear good news, do we? And yet, and this angel comes and says, I've got good news of great joy. Now, before we talk about the good news a little bit more, I want you to see one more word that the angel says there, for behold, for behold. He says, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. And that behold, right, what the angel is saying to these shepherds is I want you to grab hold of this truth. I don't want you to be fearful. I don't want you to live in fear, stand in fear of, of me because I've got good news of great joy. I've got good news of great joy and I want you to grab hold of this. I don't want you to just, I don't want you to be passive about this. I'm going to encounter you because I don't, because I've got good news of great joy. And this is something that you're going to want to grab hold of. This is something that you want to grab onto. And listen, Listen to me, church. I want you to grab hold of this truth tonight. Fear not, for we have good news of great joy to talk about. Good news of great joy. And what was the good news? Jesus is here. Jesus is born. Unto you is born a Savior. 
Unto you is born a Savior. He's got good news. And, and, and what does he say there? Um, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Look at the person in your living room and say, all, right? All the people, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. We talk about this all the time. The gospel is for all people. And the angel said to these shepherds, I've got good news of great joy for all people. Yes, the isolated. Yes, the scattered. Yes, the smelly. Right? Yes, the, the stubborn. Yes, the, the hardworking. Yes, the unimportant. Yes, the, 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 you know, the shepherd. Right? I've got good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And so the angel said, listen, I'm bringing you good news. I'm bringing you good news. God gave his announcement to the shepherds. Isn't that interesting? God, gave, God could have come, God could have sent that angel to anyone. God could have sent that angel to the religious leaders. God could have sent that angel to the, the, the highest of the high in social status, economic status. God could have sent that angel to anyone, but he sent the angel to the shepherds. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You know what that tells me? You know what that tells me? If you felt lonely this year, God cares. Because God cares about those that are scattered. God cares. God cares. Even in the moments that you feel like he doesn't care, I believe he's right there with you. And the reason I think that word behold just jumped off the pages for me as I read this is because this is something God wanted us to grab hold of. This is, this is the truth that he wanted his shepherds to grab hold of. I bring good news of great joy that will be for all the people unto you. A Savior is born. And I'm bringing this message to you, shepherd. It's your time. It's your time. I'm bringing this message to you. A Savior being born. Now, why was it so important that the Savior was being born? Because there were prophecies about this Savior. One of the most famous ones that we like to talk about at Christmas comes from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace. That's why it was good news of great joy, because that, that guy just was born. He just showed up. The wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of peace that brings peace that surpasses understanding. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Guess what? If you're watching this, if you can hear my voice, if you're speaking this, Travis, I'm part of all the people. Good news of great joy that will be for all people. That's me. Just like it's a shepherd, that's me. Just like it's a shepherd, that's you. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful counselor. See, the gospel doesn't exclude anybody, but it invites everybody. Now, I want you to see their response. I want you to see their response, and we're going to close with, 
with three things about their response. The first thing is this. They had to go be with him. After the angel appeared to him, hey, I fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. A Savior is born, and the, and the multitude of heavenly hosts shows up. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he's well pleased. He came to brought peace. When the angels went away, the first thing that the shepherds said to each other is, let us go. Let us go to Bethlehem. We've got to see this thing. And the first thing that they did was that they had to go see it. They had to go see it for their own eyes, right? That happens to us, right? When someone comes and they tell you, hey, I just had the best barbecue. Hey, I just ate the best steak. Hey, I just had the best ice cream, right? What's your first reaction? Honey, we got to go, right? We got to go see this. We got to go experience this for ourselves. We want to taste and see the goodness that you're reporting to us about. The angel of the Lord reported it to the shepherds and their first response, right? So we got to go. We got to go see this. Let us go. The second thing they did is once they got there, look at verse 18. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. They testified about the good news. They went and they told Mary and Joseph and anybody else that was there in that stable, in that barn, in that cave, right? They told them exactly what had happened out in the field. This angel showed up and they said, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. And then this choir appeared out of nowhere and they started singing glory to God in the highest, right? They started praising, they started worshiping and we were kind of freaked out a little bit because nobody really comes and visits us out in the field. And we, we talked to sheep all the time and we just were looking at each other and we're like, we got to go tell somebody, we got to go see this and we got to tell them what just happened to us. Us, that the Savior is born, the good news of great joy for all the people because they're included in all the people too. So the, first, the second thing they did once they got there is they testified about the good news. They shared the good news. And then the third thing that they did, which I think is beautiful, and can you, can you imagine the scene here? Can you imagine the scene here? They worshiped together. They worshiped together. Right? They worshiped together. All wondered at what, at what the shepherds told them. Right? That wonder. Right? They sat in awe. They worshiped. They, they worshiped at what the shepherds were reporting to them. And, and I want you to see, too, Mary worshiped. She pondered all these things in her heart. She bottled them up. She took them in. Right? She took all these things into her heart. She took all these things into her heart. Filled with joy at what was being shared. And I want you to see that in the three things that the shepherds do, I think those are the three things I want to challenge us with tonight. They're the three things I want to challenge us with tonight. The shepherds, the first thing they did, right? Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. They looked and they said, let us go. Let us go. Can I challenge you in this Christmas year like no other? Be with him. Be with him. Be with him. Be with him. Say to yourself, listen, I, I got to go. I got to be in his presence. I got to spend time with him. I got to pray. I got to thank him that he came. Look at your family. Look at, the, look at the people around you and say, hey, this is a year like no other. We're missing some family members that we would normally get to be around this, this time of year. But we can't because we're trying to be safe or because, or, or, or because 
We lost them this year. Heaven got them. Heaven gained them this year, and we lost them this side of heaven. Whatever it is, right, it's not the same. And may your response be, hey, let us go be with Him. Let us go be with Him this Christmas in a way we've never before. And that could look differently for you than it looks for other people. But maybe you take a couple minutes tomorrow morning and before anything else, you just sit in the quiet and thank God that He sent Jesus. But you be with Him. Let us go be with Him. Let us go see Him. The second thing they did is they testified about Him. Right? They testified about Him. Who can you tell about the goodness of God in your life this year? How can you share about what God's done in your life this year? We talked a couple weeks ago about the joy of the Lord and how really we can count our blessings, right? We can count our blessings. And I know we've already had Thanksgiving and the pecan pie and all that stuff, but you know, we have a lot to be thankful for. We have a lot to thank God for and to be grateful for, and we have a lot to testify about. And so this year, in a Christmas like no other, what does it look like to share with the people around your room, even if it's just your family? Hey, you know what? God has really blessed us this year. God has really moved this year. And let's testify about the goodness of God. And the third thing, they worshiped. They all worshiped together. They all worshiped together. And so I pray you're worshiping tonight through this service. But what does it look like even tomorrow to just pause and say, you know what? Let's sit in the awe of God that He loved us enough to send Jesus to care for us in our isolation, in our hurt, in our brokenness, in our confusion. Because maybe sometime, sometimes over the last month, sometimes over the last few months, sometimes over the last few minutes, maybe you felt like you're just sitting in a field like these shepherds. Can I tell you that I know we've already said it, but I believe the same God that encountered these shepherds in the field that night wants to encounter you right now. Will you sit at His feet and worship Him? Will you sit at His feet and worship Him? What does it look like for you and your family or for you to do that like the shepherds went and did? And it didn't stop there. It says, And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and it's seen as it had been told them. That's my prayer for you. Is that you would go glorifying and praising God for all that you've heard. For all that you've seen. And even in, even in advance for all that you're going to hear and all that you're going to see. See, isolation becomes celebration in the light of good news. Good news of great joy for all the people. Listen, Summit. I love you. I'm thankful for you. There's nothing I want more than to be with you right now celebrating Christmas Eve. But in the midst of it all, I believe God's got a plan for us in this. I do. And so let us go be with Him. Let us go be with Him. Let us testify about Him to people we come in contact with, even if that's our family. 
And let us worship together. Let us worship together, even in our own homes as we worship God. It's together. Because in the unity of hearts, we can worship. And the God that hears all will hear us together. Can I pray for you this year? As you go and be challenged by those three things and walk in those. Father, I pray that each of us, that each of us would experience You new and fresh this year. In spite of all of it, God, that we would fear not, for behold, there's good news of great joy for each and every one of us. May we hear that good news, see that good news, and may we draw near to You to be with You. May we testify about the good things You've done. And look ahead to the good things that You're going to do and worship You through it all. In Jesus' name, Amen. Love you, church.